This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. everyone hey man how are you i'm really good how about you it's nice to see you it's been a while it, it feels like it almost feels like it's been a while even though it hasn't been no, like a terrible amount of time no i think we're back to our normal uh normal schedule i think last time we talked to each other i think maybe it was like like two weeks ago two weeks and a half ago yeah it was Close, uh, two yeah. weeks and some change ago and we talked and about two weeks and change I love opening it. Yeah. thank you we talked about the opening of house of the dragon that was the big thing last time Yes. Yeah. 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 No stuff uh, moved uh, moved in that direction. So yeah. after four episodes, but yeah, no, we have uh, a lot on uh, on our plate today because oh, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of news in the world per se, but a lot of uh, I don't know new trailers, conventions, and uh, and whatnot, and uh, yeah. huge TV shows. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of things to talk about. Um, what What are you drinking before we get into all of this? Uh, I think I, I'm drinking something I already tried before, I think, um, on the air, but I'm having Canadian Club rye. So, you know, the green yeah. bottle of Canadian You've Club? Had I've had that before. So, I, I wanted to have I it think again. That was like one of the first things you had. I think so, yeah. So again, but it's been what almost thirty episodes, so I think I'm I'm permitted to yeah, revisit the past. <laughs> but I, it's funny enough, is I I remember it and I really really enjoyed it at first because I think that I was at that time I was new to rye. I didn't really knew like really good powerful rye whiskeys, both Canadians and U.S. Um, and now that I'm having it again and I had some experience with rye whiskey, I think it really diminished like in terms of like the, the the power of flavor like the roundness how like complex it is because it's really really soft it's it's really simple it's not super strong so i think that i'm almost like a little disappointed by it but it's an easy drinker for an average day but yeah i'm revisiting it still liking it not as much as for as the first time i guess so uh, that's what i'm having what about you actually i was gonna say i really like the growth in terms of the drinks, it's not just like here's the same information back. Uh, no. You you've learned to like analyze the drink a bit more, and compared to other drinks that you've had, you are looking at the same drink a little differently now, which is nice. Yeah, nice to hear which that, after like, a year, no, yeah. Oh, well, good. No, that's a good thing for sure. Thanks for pointing it out. But yeah, no, I think it's I don't know. I, I'm used to a more complex palate now. And I mean, the creamy flavor of a Canadian club is no longer like what I'm, I cherish, I guess. But it's, it's, it's easy, I guess. If I want to introduce somebody to rye, I'll, I'll probably give, like, suggest this one. But I think they're really, they're pushing it with 100% rye because there's not, it's, it's not that spicy. <laughs> so <laughs> There are better anyway. options out there. Yeah, no, totally. That, that I, we can agree on. So I went over to the, the liquor store, the SAQ over here, and I bought myself a bottle of Glenlivet Founders Reserve. I haven't tried mm-hmm. it yet. 
I just picked it up. I was debating that, but or uh, Honey Jack, and I think I'll get Honey Jack for next time. But as you go in, oh, sometimes I'm scared. they have Honey, J- oh, yeah. Honey Jack. Honey Jack. <laughs> but yeah, um, when you go into the store, sometimes because this isn't like some like armpit sketchy liquor store. For those who don't know what this place is, it's it's a pretty nice place. The people are dressed up in uniforms. The, the lighting's good. Like everything looks very clean. Uh, everything looks kind of trendy. So they have this yeah. little like tasting booth at the beginning. And I figured, like, hey, I'm here. I'll, I'll try what they got here. Uh, I don't remember what they had, like, specifically on the labels. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I can substitute the labels uh, fittingly. But it was two Baileys, essentially, uh, one vodka and one milk. Hmm. It was good. Two Baileys. Yeah. That must have been, like, some sort of a white Russian kind of flavor, right? Yeah. So I hadn't had anything of that. I generally avoid vodka. But I was like... This ain't too bad. I didn't actually. know that about you. I just learned something. I didn't know that yeah. you stayed away from vodka. Is it because of a bad experience in your youth, or uh? no? It's just vodka's never really done it for me. Like every time you have it, you have it like as a mixer. Like every time you go out, you're like, oh, I'm gonna mix with orange juice. I'll mix it with. Oh, 100 percent a mixer. You can't have it yeah. straight. It's. Uh, I mean, even as a shot, if like I, I I accept one in a club or something, I'm just like, oh, vodka. Yeah. No. So usually like, when I when you have vodka, usually the experience is like, oh, or that's strong or like i don't know there's no enjoyment to be had with with vodka in terms of like actually appreciating the drink itself so i've generally steered clear of it but when it was mixing with the baileys and a bit of milk like i said i, I was like hey this ain't so bad i'm gonna have nice. to remember this so that's something i thought i would just toss out i'm not drinking it right now but i did have it like an hour ago it was tasty it was good would have it again uh founders reserve though i have that in my hand the coloring compared to the Glen of the Twelve is a lot lighter. It's far less like ambery compared to yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. the normal. It's almost like more yellow as opposed to like an orange. Mm. Um, it does have a lower price point than the Twelve, so I'm not expecting something as good as the Twelve. But I figured I'm going to try it out. That's the whole point of this: we're trying new things. All right. On that note, cheers. So definitely not as good as the 12. <laughs> I can, I can well. the, the flavor is really different, though. Oh, I will say that. It's not just like a variation on the same. A uh, bit of a burn going down. Mm-hmm. It's not something I generally go for. Uh, I prefer like a smooth finish. A smooth finish, yeah. But this has a, a bit of a burn going down. Um, I'm not sure if this is a compliment or not, but it's almost a little like watery. Uh, so it, it makes your mouth water. Right. Uh, your mouth waters that, after. Yeah. No, not like the just the consistency. A watery feel to the, yeah, to the whiskey. It, it, okay. You know how sometimes when you drink it, it has, there, there's a texture, right? It's not just like water like in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost has like a lighter texture as in terms of like the consistency of the drink itself in your mouth. Hard to explain. It's, a good, que- it's yeah. a good question, though. I don't know if you would ask like a whiskey connoisseur or like a whiskey sommelier what it would say if that you have that watery feel to a whiskey. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. Yeah, but it definitely it's... it feels lighter. As soon as it touches your lips, it feels more like water. Like it splashes mm. around easily. The, the liquid feels lighter. Yeah. Um, the flavor is overall lighter as well. It's a very mild flavor with a, a bit of a burn going down flavor notes seem very mild it's actually quite difficult to to pick out um it's definitely like a fruitier side but i can't per se pick any one flavor out at this point because the 
flavor is fairly weak. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, Glenlivet, it's been a while since I had a bottle of Glenlivet, but I always recognize and I remember the taste of being really soft, and I like that about it. I think last time I had the Double Oak, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, all right. Good to good to know. And you know what? I, I'll try to re remind myself for next time, but we're talking about vodka and cocktails. And uh, I, I actually, there's a book I've never introduced to people like on the air for um, and talking about like our, our, our love for mixology and cocktails and spirits. But I bought myself like the book. Have you ever heard of the book Shaken? Like drinking with Ian Fleming and James yeah, Bond? Such a cool book. So basically they, they just concocted Like many of the drinks that James Bond actually like drinks in the books, in the Ian Fleming books, but they also created a whole bunch of different cocktails based on characters and on situations. So it's basically, but it's it's really complex drinks to make. Like maybe there's one <laughs> ingredient in your recipe that you actually have, and you need to buy the whole the the rest. But there's always something about vodka there that I remember is that in the time when Ian Fleming was writing James Bond, I think he was such a huge connoisseur of drinks and spirits. I think he was more of a, like, th like I don't know, like a drink at three o'clock kind of guy every day, you know? Well, he was writing <laughs> over in GoldenEye, Jamaica. <laughs> I don't know that's what if maybe that's what killed him, but he drank a lot, Ian Fleming, too, just to say the least. But like he Bond himself. <laughs> he had something specific about vodka because speci especially Russian vodka, I think that there was some impurities in the liquid. Like, I don't know, something like um, fuel or something because of like the machinery that they use for distillery. So what Bond and Fleming actually did is that they dropped little grains of pepper like in the vodka if they had a shot or just a simple glass of vodka. If the if the grain touches the bottom, it's fine. It means that there's no like oil or fuel in it. But if it doesn't sink and it stays like on uh, on the surface, it's not good. There's still some other matter in your vodka than just the vodka. So it was super interesting. So I wanted like be super suave. And next time I receive vodka, I'll just put pepper in to see. Well, we never know. <laughs> well, I don't think you'd have to worry about no. <laughs> where it's coming from, because I don't think in Quebec where we are, I don't even think you can get Russian vodka anymore. <laughs> I don't think... Well, I saw Smirnoff's bottle last time. Smirnoff's not distilled in Russia, though. Where is it distilled? I don't from? know where it's distilled. Like, I think the company's Russian, but it's not made in Russia. But we didn't have that... Did we have a lot of Russian vodkas in SAQs? I tried to remember. A few, but... yeah. Okay, because I, I have Absolute, which is like... I think so Smirnoff Polish is produced by the British company uh, Diego. Diego, yeah. The, the, company, the distillery was founded in Moscow, but it's a British company. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So that's why Smirnoff is still distributed here. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I know because uh, since the war, I mean, we, yeah, we don't have uh, Russian products down shelves anymore that much. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we make sense. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I know we talked a lot about <laughs> vodkas and, yeah. and books. We were talking on about not, James yeah. Bond was actually going to be my, the segue. But we have uh, a group chat with our friend Alex. Yeah. And he messages us last week and he goes, so this is the first time that James Bond is going to be on His Majesty's Majesty Secret, Secret Service. Service. That was such a good flash of him. That was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. That's so good. cool. Because Honor Majesty's Secret Service, so for people who don't know, is uh, it's both a book and a movie in the James Bond franchise. 
and of course it was it was done in the in the fifties, I think. So for sure, Queen Elizabeth was already queen back then. Uh, but yeah, the, no, the, the book or the the movie. Both, I think. Well, I mean, the, the movie is in sixty nine. Yeah. The, f- the 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 movie's in sixteen. Is in sixty nine. The book, I think, is late fifties, early sixties. I think. So um, yeah, so yeah, basically, uh, yeah, huge. Of course, we didn't speak uh, of it since last week, but yeah, the the passing of the queen, such a great lady. Um, and there's an interesting segue to what we're discussing because there was a lot of either TV or movie material based on on her life and her heritage, everything she left behind, the impact she had on the British community. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you saw The Queen with Ellen yeah. Mirren just recently. I, I watched it very recently. I went over to the library because it was... I don't even know where you can find half of these movies now that there's like so many streamers now. So I just went to the library. When in doubt, just go to your local library, everyone. Found The mm-hmm. Queen. I, I literally think I went after work like the day she died. So it was still there. And so I took it out and I watched it again. Um... Starring Helen Mirren as mm-hmm. uh, the late Queen Elizabeth II, and co-starring Michael Sheen as Tony Blair, and written by Peter Morgan, who is the lead writer and showrunner on The Crown. Yeah, of course, Peter Morgan. Yeah. yeah. yeah did you so like it? I did. I've seen it before, but the last time I saw it, it was like, well, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So I was able to watch it not only as a mature person, but through the lens of looking back on this person's life and looking at it through the lens of Peter Morgan's writing. Because I'm a mm. big fan of The Crown. I think it's perhaps Netflix's best show. Oh, interesting. In terms is of writing, like, the... in terms of, like, okay, so. Hmm. I need to think on it, but I think that you're right. In, uh, once upon a time, I would have said House of Cards. But what's upon a time? But yeah, now, I mean, the crown, I think, is like maybe well, with everything that happened in the later seasons of, of House of Cards, I think this is the crown is the better series right now. So I, w- I would agree with you. Yeah, I think the crown is probably in terms of content, material and scripts of the, the quality of the acting and just the whole set piece. I think, yeah, the crown is definitely their most that they're, almost they're, looks they're like you're inside show. the palace or the castles. And I don't know what sorcery they're doing with their set design, but it looks like they just like went over like, uh, Your Majesty, do you mind if we film in the castle today? Thank you. Yeah. Like and the, such the sets are crazy. Oh, yeah. The, the sets are crazy. But I really like like the, the, the acting, like the actors. They found the casting overall, I mean, is spot on. And... No, The Crown for sure I really enjoy. And next season, I think everybody's going to connect. I think, you know what? Funny thing. Crown season four, I think, finished, what, two years ago? Or a little less, maybe? Yeah, and it's, it the, it's in the top te- It's in the top ten of Netflix. I think for the past two weeks, it's been in the top ten. People are connect uh, are like streaming The Crown right now. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, but it's, just like they wanted to re-experience Yeah, The Life of the again. Queen. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, no, it's such a good show. And again, I mean, the first two seasons were with Claire Foy and Matt Smith as Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Uh, great chemistry. I mean, I think we, we really we like Queen Elizabeth when she's really young and then she becomes this more, I don't know, serious kind of reserved person. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith is so detestable as Prince Philip in the first two seasons, but now he changes in a positive way. Uh, Even not in like season that, three and four. he's still hard to root for you just understand him a little more but 
He's still a bit of a dick. <laughs> He's still a bit of a dick. I think most of the people in here, and I don't know if we were allowed to say this, but I mean, they're portrayed in such a way that it's really hard to root well, they're, for them. They're, very, they're portrayed as like almost otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah, like they are on like a different plane of existence. And that's detached, kind of what, yeah. Detached, detached and that's from, what kind yeah. of makes it so fascinating because they are just on this whole other spectrum and they're they're almost cold. And, but we, so many people revere the monarchy, even if you're not a monarchist. There, there's this yeah. intrigue. So having these enter- pieces of entertainment are quite interesting. So the, the crown was quite good. Uh, Helen Mirren as the queen was very interesting. The, the movie The Queen was set right when Tony Blair assumed office. And Tony Blair was radical in his way in that he was a labor, not a conservative leader in the UK had been with uh, Tory leaders for for quite some time now. So Tony Blair comes in and he's shaking up the establishment. Like uh, he he doesn't know, he prefers to be called Tony and not Prime Minister. And yeah, he's, yeah. On, he's on a first name basis with everyone in, in Downing Street. And uh, he doesn't quite get the protocols at the beginning. And as he's doing this and as he's gaining popularity and just being out there. Uh, Princess Diana dies, and it's that week. Oh, it's those days. Okay, yeah, so it's late those 90s. days. So right. it's yeah. very much the conflict between Tony Blair, who's out there as the PM, very visible, and very human. He's he's speaking to the public, and the public's very much like in mourning about uh, Princess Diana, and the Crown is very detached. Like we're not going to comment. We can't. We can't show ourselves, which is something we see in the crown. And the people are like, no, we want to see you. Like, it's it'll be a comfort to us. And it's Tony Blair is almost like this bridge between the, the people and the crown. He's just like, hey, like, you, you might want to you want to go out there and go say something. And it's how that moment uh, changed things and how it was perceived. And very good. You know what? It's really solid interesting thing is that i think in the crown for season five because we're waiting for season five it's the next step they're in that era precisely if i'm not mistaken yeah because... i don't know if they're going to tackle diana's death this season but they they do have a recast on princess diana it's elizabeth uh, debecky debecky which is an excellent choice for, for fantastic choice. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the i forget her name the one from the previous season also knocked it out like mm-hmm. fantastic casting decisions uh, I watched uh, Spencer recently, actually, uh, a couple months ago with Kristen Stewart. I did, yeah, I yeah, did I a it. couple of months ago as well. I, I liked that movie, but there was so few, so few appearances by other monarchy members apart from her. So it was mo- it's, it was basically a movie about Diana, nothing else yeah. that much. I mean, you had it was, maybe it was the, the impression, but it wasn't like. Whoa. It wasn't whoa. It was yeah. It was depressing at times. Mm-hmm. But Kristen Stewart was great uh, as Diana. I think she really nailed the part. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting movie. But again, I didn't. I was expecting a little more interactions between her and the main the members of the the, the family. But it didn't really happen that much. It was mostly her and her, her own demons and how she's experiencing her environment yeah. and whatnot, which was okay. But felt this, this movie to be really what's the word i'm looking for i don't know claustrophobic in a way yeah or, that's a good way yeah. Of it. trapped trapped yeah not yeah. not much else going on but still good 
Um, but if you have to say, if you have a, um, a preference in terms of how the queen is portrayed between Ellen Marin and Olivia Colman slash Claire Foy, what would you say? Ooh, that's a tough one because they're, they're at such different points in, the point in, in their lives. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say per se the performance because I think all three give great performances. Um, but if if I had to, I'll probably say Olivia Colman. Yeah, I think so too. I think I didn't see the Queen. I need to to watch it because and Ellen Marin, I think, is such a great actress. But Olivia Colman, I think, really nails like how the Queen looks and sounds like. Yeah, and That's again sad. because she's yeah. I still prefer like season one and two of The Crown because I like the nineteen fifties setting. I liked season two quite a lot. Yeah. Season three parts of it, I like the parts with Charles a lot. Season four with Margaret Thatcher was quite good. I mean, all the seasons were really good. There was yeah. not like one bad season of The Crown. They were all pretty nice, pretty good. Season three was maybe le- like not so interesting, but there was a good few episodes. I think especially when Charles goes to Wales and he, uh, he mm-hmm. needs yeah, to learn th- those how to speak Welsh. Yeah. Where they, um, there was the mining disaster as well. Mm-hmm. Those were some standout episodes, perhaps some of the best in the entire show so far. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, all overall, great show. Not only a great look at the crown itself, but how the crown affects everyday people. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, but no, overall, we're gonna look at it with a new uh, new pair of eyes. I mean, next time around, season five and six are gonna because I think there are only two other seasons left. Yeah, um, unless they decide to extend it. But I think the idea. But now is to wait, end with it around the two thousand ish. Yeah. Well, yeah. it depends though, because if now considering what we know since last week, are they gonna finish season six differently? We'll see. But uh, I'm sure they will. But I think the idea was that season six was gonna end with the. Uh, the platinum jubilee if i'm not mistaken so we no not the platinum the diamond jubilee the diamond which is uh 10 years 20, ago 2012 2012 yeah. i think that yeah. was the idea and this season i think is going through the 90s to the the 2000s like the early 2000s so maybe around 2000 2001 and then the final season was going to be like 01 to like 2012 ish so like each season mm-hmm. roughly covers 10 years worth of time yeah that's true. Roughly. No, but no, we're going to watch it in a different way for sure. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be good. Season five. Yeah, and I think season five is supposed to start in November is the, the rumored release window. November. All right. That's good. Yeah. We're, we're all looking deal. for what to do in November. So we'll watch the crown. That's good. Indeed. Good month. <laughs> all right, man. So, yeah, that's that's what we wanted to say about um, the passing of the queen and uh, some of the stuff you can watch. Uh, if you want to get interested in her her life, what she left behind, um, her rule. I mean, um, we only gave three examples, but I'll try to think: is there other movies or TV shows specifically about Queen, but her? Nothing's nothing up coming comes to mind. To but there's mind, a lot yeah. about the family itself, especially if you go further back in time. Like we all know the King's Speech. That's about her dad. Yes. And yes. So on and, and so yeah. forth. So there, there's different ways of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Uh, so yeah, uh, we we're now out of the Elizabethan, the second Elizabethan era. Yeah, Charles III era now. So we'll see how long we'll have uh, our bills before they change it with Charles' face. But yeah, I'm <laughs> sure the bills will stick around, but I'm sure we'll have new coins within a year. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to see. See what happens yeah, also so with. If the, you have any the, uh, quarters with 2022 Elizabeth, you might want to save those. <laughs> 
Yeah, they might work. It's true, though. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. I'll, I'll see if I have some. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. We have so, to on our coins for our American listeners. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, other topics? You want to talk some Lord of the Rings? I do. So right. we talked about House of the Dragon. And yes. And I've been reviewing that on ScreenHub's website, screenhub.blog. And just like House of the Dragon, I've been doing weekly reviews on Rings of Power. Uh, so you can check out my reviews there. Those who know, know. But um, I want to get your impressions first, Effie. Uh, just to let everyone know, um, I've seen three episodes so far, and episode four is out today. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Three and a half for me. I think I, okay, I still I, I watched the first half of episode four. I'm not done with, with the episode. Okay. But um, it's you know what? What's Before I jump into a review of um, what I'm seeing so far, it's so interesting to have House of the Dragon and this show like at the same time and you watch it like back to back because it's similar kind of settings but different worlds entirely and different principles. But it's so astonishing how House of the Dragons looks, looks so... I don't want to say diminished, but I'll use House that of the Dragons term. looks like an amateur production now. <laughs> yes. No, it looks like a small budget production compared to, to Rings of Power. I mean, it's crazy. And it's Game of Thrones, <laughs> which is, again, crazy. But um, you know what? So far, I must say, I quite like it. But I think that there's some character arcs and some stories that I prefer to others. So I will agree with that. So... I think that in terms of the story, I kind of like it, but what I really found find astonishing every time I'm watching it is the cinematography and the visual effects. Visual. I mean, talk about this is this shows the bar now. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! It is sorry I just cursed, but <laughs> yes, it is a bar. I mean, and by a long shot, I have a 4K TV, and now I can see why I I bought a 4K TV because I'm like, okay, I know where the money went. I'm yeah. seeing the, like the visuals and the costume and the art design, the production design, set design. Aces. Aces. Aces, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gonna win for sure. I mean, it's a TV show, but I mean, I'm I'm curious if the, the next Emmys they have like a new category for for Rings of Power, but it's it's beautiful to look yeah. at. It's a it's, beautiful. TV yeah. show and you know what like it's well acted too for the most part like for I the most think, part yeah. yeah there's not like any bad performance but everyone's no. yeah like there are a few where i'm like that's fine but yeah. it doesn't feel like anyone's phoning it in no no i would agree with that i think and it's pretty much no, i don't want to say nobody's but i mean unknown actors right i mean apart from like the actor who plays elrond with which we've seen before um who else? I mean, it's mostly unknown actors. Am I mistaken? But I haven't seen them in much uh, before the yeah. show. They're pretty pretty anonymous, right? Yeah. We don't know there's, them that much. There's no mega stars in this production. No, no. Yeah. But I guess it's a good idea because it was the same thing for um, you know what the Star Wars Force Awakens. I mean, it was pretty much unknowns at that point, and it's yeah. I think it's a good thing. The, the, the writing well. team is stacked, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have writers from everything from Better Call Saul, Stranger Things, and The Sopranos, I think, make up the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. So no, there, it's... there's definitely writing talent on board. Yeah. Um, you were talking about some characters you liked more and some you didn't, and I will agree to that. Um, three episodes in, and my concern about where the Harfoots are going to go still rings true for me. Like, that... that 
plot line does have the most intrigue, but I feel like it's the one where if we were to take it out, I wouldn't miss it. Same thing for me here. I mean, yeah, I think it's the the storyline I connect to the least. It's the Harfoots, so I'm trying to remember the the girl's name. Um, what's what's her name? The the main the main Harfoot girl who oh, found, um, finds Nori. the stranger. Nori. Okay, finds the stranger. So again, okay, not great. And we're supposed to think they're a breed of hobbit, but they're not exactly hobbits. Yeah, they're like the precursor to the hobbits. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, but I think that the most entertaining and really profoundly interesting story arcs, it's really the elves and the dwarves. So, yeah, I, uh, I quite Galadri- liked Elrond and Durin. Elron and Durin, I think it are my favorites as well, and they're they're back in episode four, so I'm happy. Nice. But um, yeah, no, Elrond, I think is really cool character, and again, I like the fact that he's already, there's already a lot of how he looks in Hugo Weaving's version in The Lord of the Rings, but he's still really young in the terms that that he does he's not powerful or important enough to have a seat at the at the table basically yeah and he needs to prove himself yeah he's still he writes the speeches for the the high king yeah he's like the pr 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 expert but he's not part of the (laughs) inner circle yeah exactly which i found fascinating because he looks so pause really knowledgeable but again they say no you're not ready yet you're not at the top of your game and he's basically the only trusting elf that you can find because he actually has a good relationship with the dwarves. And funny enough is that when you see him in Fellowship of the Ring, I mean, what, centuries after, he's he's more depressed. He's like, he does he lost faith in man and yes. dwarves. So you can only wonder what's going to happen next because right now he looks so friendly to everybody. I mean, Elrond is like the... the, the the best buddy you can hope for like in the elf community he's kind of like the, the friendly guy on campus who yeah is walking around the quad with the acoustic guitar just being happy while yeah, like, he's also like the, the hipster his, like, thesis yeah he's like the hipster of the elf community now i like bit. it uh, and... i really like Duran as well we talked about like i've only seen him oh, in one yeah. episode but he made a he really was good great. impression um and his wife as well. Just the whole yeah. uh, dwarf community, and like they're not welcoming him, so he he has to do a contest of smashing rocks. Yeah. I was like, that scene was great. Yeah, like, but then that, when you that find out really that, well, like Duran was going up the elevator, and he's like, like it's been twenty years. Like you missed my wedding, you missed the birth of my kids. And Elrond, in his like elfish ignorance, was like, has it only been twenty years? Yeah, and exactly. That, because that for was him, it's really only good. it's only a day for him. Basically, yeah, like, wink yeah. of an eye, and he's like, oh, it's twenty years. Like, and he's so indifferent. Yet, despite him like making trying to make amends, you can tell that he's still kind of manipulating Durin. He wants the doors for the the Forge project with Celebrimbor. By the way, yeah, for were... those wondering, I'm a pretty big Tolkien nerd. Like it's up there with Star Wars for me. Before this, okay. I reread the Silmarillion. So I'm I'm not. So you can teach me a lot of things. But that that portion of the the series I really like. I like Galadriel. I'm not sure where her path is going yeah. because I really liked. The first episode with her, I think, was fantastic. Like her first, like until like when she jumps on the boat, like and to go to what's the well the the, the I mean the elf country, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she decides to jump off the ships to to stay and to actually fight Sauron. I was like, okay, that's really good stuff. Now that she's on Numenor, I'm like, she, I'm curious as where she's going, but I like the character. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't like. I don't love the character, but I don't hate the character either. She's kind of just one of my neutral picks for the show so far. 
where yeah. there's I think the performance is great. I'm and I'm sure the character will develop into a, a very fascinating character. But right now, I'm not like won over by Galadriel, but I don't yeah. dislike the character either. But everything around her, especially now, like uh, Elendil in Numenor, is also one of my favorite characters. Elendil is cool. Yeah, I yeah. would say like to be the the nice human that is health trusting or health friend. Um, and you know that he's Isildur's father. You're like, oh, you connect the dots. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah, I know like who Aragorn's Isildur like is. Fortieth yeah. grandfather or whatever. Yeah, because he's part. Yeah, exactly. He's part of that dynasty, and yeah. they're basically. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they say they're human and they're men, but they're more than that, right? Because they can well, live longer. Yeah, if they I'm can not live mistaken. long lives because of, yeah. um, after the first age, they were essentially like blessed with long life, but they still aren't immortal and that's going to be really important later on <laughs> well i think the i i have an idea of what's going to happen nothing has like happened in, in episode four but i'm i'm like oh i know i think where this is going is that numenor is doomed basically i mean it's going to yeah. be so this is yeah. in the book for like a really old book and it's part of the selling points of the show so but either way spoiler alert but yeah numenor's fucked <laughs> Numenor's <laughs> fucked, and I think the, the the survivors, I guess, of that, like, apocalypse are going to be left on Middle-earth and going to found, like, the kingdom, kingdoms of men everywhere. Exactly. So, Ro- so Rohan, Godo- Gondor, and... Gondor and Arnor. Uh, Rohan, yeah. I think, comes later, but Isildur will found Gondor. Yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, that's what I, I basically th- thought, but it's okay. I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. But no, overall, man, I mean, it depends of which story arc. And uh, we've mentioned, we forgot one. It's um, Aaron Deer, the, um, the guard, the yeah. elf guard, who falls in I love with the human and he's captured like a, by the, the, the orcs. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a terrible character. I went in thinking. But he's quite like, cool. Yeah. He's quite cool, yeah. Uh, I thought he was just going to be like, an, like a, a Legolas wannabe. That was my main concern. So I. I I was like, ooh. Well, he he likes not. the humor, though. He's not that funny. He's no, more he's serious, but he's cool. Yeah, he's very stoic. Not much personality personality there, but he's cool. I mean, yeah. that's, I think, what the, the main word that can use for Arendir is But not only is cool, cool, he actually captures Tolkien very well, even though he's an original character written by the team for the show. But in the third episode, he's instructed by the orcs, who, by the way, practical effects, not CGI like in The Hobbit, but practical effect orcs. He's instructed to cut down a tree and he goes in elvish and he says like i'm sorry and he starts cutting down the tree that is the most token thing i think i've seen on, yeah that's like <laughs> to the apologize to a tree apologizes <laughs> before tree. cutting it yeah, yeah. that is probably <laughs> the most token true. thing across like all the peter jackson movies and like that is the theme right there that is totally yeah. like personified so yeah those are really cool again the hard foot storyline not really doing it for me and we have a bet going on as we have we wrote an article about it, but uh, Fred thinks the stranger is a wizard, any wizard. And, any I, and I initially bet that he is going to be Sauron or maybe even a Balrog. But after the third episode, I am no longer confident in that bet. But Balrog is, well, when I you, I read that in, your, in the, the article, I was like, oh, you know what? That's not, that's not entirely out of the question. I mean, there's key things that might point out to this, but... 
Yeah, I mean the fact that he helps he helps the 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 barefoots a lot, and he's like fr he's saying friend. I think saying like oh I want to be your friend. So he's learning. I'm like well he doesn't really look like a bad guy. I mean he really is learning in the right way. So I think that yeah again I stick to my to my prediction. I think he's a wizard of some sort, or maybe the first wizard. I don't I don't even know if that's possible though. The first one who's gonna found the order in which Gandalf and Saruman are gonna be part of eventually on the book the it gets a little confusing because there's a bit of contradictions about which draft tolkien might have used that's why like perhaps the blue wizards came first but of like the five that we see in like lord of the rings time saruman's the first to arrive oh uh, he is the first yeah. okay so well i mean if he is saruman that would be that would be interesting i mean i, I could see it again that there's a dark side to him that you don't quite get but he also has some good in him. So I would say, okay, well, if if they're actually trying to sell us that he's Saruman, I was like, okay, interesting. I could yeah. see that. I think Blue but, Elf yeah. is quite, uh, Blue Wizard is quite possible, though. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see about that. Now I'm starting to theorize about um, who Halbrand's going to be. I wrote an article yeah. recently on said, that. She predicts, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I, I misheard in episode three, but she predicts that he's an important person from the Southlands, right? Yeah, so either like royalty or something. Yeah, royalty from the Southlands. So yeah. I don't know what does that mean. So does that mean that he's maybe one of the men kings who accept the ring from Sauron and That's becomes a big uh, theory a wraith. right now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he could become a wraith, maybe even the Witch King. Yeah. Um, some people think he's Sauron in disguise. There's evidence to support that as well. That she's actually looking for Sauron, and the whole time she was with him, like that—that that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then two more interesting theories, and one wasn't even in the articles because I only just discovered one of them. But one of them that I wrote about was that he could become the the King of the Dead from Return of the King. Ah. Yeah. yeah. And another one is that he might become the founder of Rohan. Interesting, yeah. I like the the King of the Dead um, theory. That I like that too. Yeah, I like. I think that would make sense. Yeah, that he was because again, it makes sense that he was alive during Isildur's reign. So because Isildur actually what ordered them to 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 fight and they refused and. They basically is he'll do like ban them or just like put a curse on them. Yeah. So it's like okay, well that fixed the character of Halbrand. He's like I, I don't give a, a a rat's ass about uh, yeah, about Numenor. I'm just yeah. He's very quick to look out for himself and himself alone, as evidenced by the raft. He like ditches everyone else to die by the sea serpents, and he's like. Peace out. That would be great if he was the king of the dead. That would be great. I think that would be like a perfect perfect arc for him. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. no, overall, as a conclusion, again, the show is visually beautiful. 50% to 65% of it is really great. The other portion, uh, okay, I, I guess. I think we're both if agreeing you on this, but it's. Put the first three episodes on 10. Uh, or actually, not even 10. Uh, the first three episodes of this uh, against the first three episodes of House of the Dragon. Which they, they, they're they both so have this, different. They're yeah. so different. Uh, which, um, what are the strengths and weaknesses of both shows, as opposed to just all flat right? Out so, well, the obvious one is the visual effects and the cinematography. I think that 
King uh, Rings of Power is way superior to House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, they're not taking liberties with the special effects. Everything is really indoors. Everything is really... They don't take liberties with the environment that much. Uh -huh. They don't go out too much. So, like, Rings of Power wins that battle all always. Like, yeah. uh, 10 times out of 10. Yeah. yeah, so it's not even comparable. So, I would say, like, on visual effects, I would say, like, it's a 12 on 10 for <laughs> for Rings of Power. It's maybe, like, I don't know, a 6 for House of the Dragon or 5. Um, in terms of my appreciation of both shows, I mean... I don't dislike House of the Dragon where it's going. I think it's slow. It's slower than expected. And it's, again, not really. It's really indoors, claustrophobic, as the term I mentioned earlier. It's it's really, everything is between four walls. And it's really entrapped in what's happening in the politics of this family. So I think that it's it should take more liberties. It doesn't. But I don't dislike it. So I think... House of the Dragon for me, I think, is a seven, like a seven on ten. Like I, I like it, but I don't adore it. I think it's a seven. I would say six point five, maybe seven, six point five. But I would say seven. It's still Game of Thrones, so I like it. Um, House of the and uh, House of the Dragon. Sorry, Rings of Power for the th first three episodes. I again, it's all depending on the stories because if you say it's only Galadriel and Elrond. I think it's a nine, like, to be honest. I think it's Endurin, like, uh, those all those three arcs together. I think it's a nine, for sure, in terms of story. But if you remove the... If, if you consider, like, its entirety, so the other story arcs that we don't... I don't know, we, not, we don't connect that much with, as in maybe a 7.5, I guess. I would say, yeah, I would, I would stick with 7.5. I think I like it a little more than House of the Dragon, but they're pretty close in terms of how involved I am in the storytelling. I think it, they're pretty, it's pretty much the same. But again, uh, the show is so beautiful. It's just like I, I'm having, I'm starting to connect with the characters, but it's taking a, a while. Maybe it's the same for you. I don't know. Um, so I'll agree with you with the direction, Rings of Power, like all the way. Yeah. Um, I'm much more of a Tolkien fan than I am a Game of Thrones fan. And I do bear that in mind when I watch both shows. Um, I think House of the Dragon so far has a much more complex set of characters. But yeah. the characters, I'm finding it hard to root for. Mm. Uh, uh, Princess Rhaenyra, I can never say her name, for whatever reason. Rhaenyra. Princess Rhaenyra. Um she's often feels like she's being sidelined in her own story like literally mm -hmm. the court's like filled the cup girl and um she she's trying to rebel but no one's looking at her and i get i get that's the point but she's all she's all one second she's like i don't want the, the crown and then she's like well i guess i want the crown but then like she has her brother and, and it makes it hard to know what to think about her because she's I she's like really she has, different from episode to episode because she yeah. wants different things all the time and you just want to okay, what do you really want yeah so like, it's hard, it's to, hard like, to say yeah. empathize and root for her uh auto hightower is perhaps the best character on the show i mean he's a scumbag but and but you know what he's after yeah, you're like he, okay yeah, i understand he's completely character. understand yeah. him yeah. so he's the most interesting character i mean but he's still a shithead like he's one of the villains of the show uh yeah. matt smith his character he's also great but he's also a complete d-bag um, it's, so it's it's hard to like root for. The, I, I know the 
Game of Thrones is always full of layered characters, but I feel like there is no character I want to root for at this point. Whereas in Game of Thrones episode one, even though Tyrion was a Lannister, I was like that guy, for example. And you had Ned Stark, and you're like, I, I, I identify this as my series lead. And you had the, the Stark children, and you had Jon Snow, and you had all these characters introduced, and you're like, these are all fascinating characters. I think House of the Dragon, even though they are much more complex characters than in Lord of the Rings, uh, I find it hard to sympathize with them or be engaged with them. Whereas Rings of Power, it's almost the exact opposite. They are far simpler, perhaps almost to a fault. Um, but I feel like I understand them more as a result. But they're they're not challenging me in any way. Yeah. So it depends on how you look at it and what you want to gain out of it. That's the two takes on that. Um the music in Rings of Power is kick-ass. I, I love it's it. pretty good. It's, it's really pretty good. good. Yeah. 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 So if I were to put both on, I think for me, Rings of Power is edging out House of the Dragon at this point. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but three episodes to four episodes, um, I find myself looking forward to Rings of the Power. Rings of Power more. Yeah, I would say so as well. Like like I said, uh, I think it has bigger potential with the rest of his episodes. I do agree with the fact that you're saying that the characters are simpler in Rings of Power because basically you know pretty much the mission of all of them. You know exactly where they're going, what they want. So y there's no secret there ex ex except for the stranger, I guess. Apart from the others, you pretty know exactly what they're rooting for. Uh, House, of, House of the Dragon, you have that, that mystery. Um, and again, it's more violent. It's more vulgar. Sometimes I don't know for the, all the wrong reasons. I like that, but uh, even Rings of Power was more violent than I expected. Episode yeah. three was quite violent, but um, yeah, no, it's just again, it's so interesting to have them side by side and watching them side by side at the same time because most of most I think of the fans are actually uh, when I hear po other podcasts and I read reviews, a lot of people actually watching them like in the same time. So they're comparing it to each other always. And I think that the people are HBO are like, oh, for Christ, we should have revised like the calendar. Mm. <laughs> and maybe like, <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't think of it before and just say, why don't we decide to release it another time? Like, or not at the same time as Rings of Power. I don't know why they took that decision. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's more content for the fans. If both shows yeah. end up being good at the end of the day, It's a treat for me. And we're getting uh, Andor next week as well. So. And we're getting a third one. We're getting Andor next week. Yeah, it's crazy. So. And I just discovered that in on Netflix, they dropped the five season of Cobra Kai already. I was like, what? Yeah, It's not so even it's a year Cobra since Kai the last there. season. I was like, what? Already? And I finished, so I need to I catch up on that as well. as well. So there's, there's just so much content right now. So yeah. having Rings TV. of Power and House yeah. of Dragon on at the same time. It's like at the end of the day, they're, they're putting the two shows against each other. The way I see it, the fans win. There's no which show won. But I, I'm really excited for Endor. I think, um, although I really liked Obi-Wan and I think I'm going to watch it again soon so I can like learn, I don't know, discover a few things I haven't noticed before. Um, I think Endor is going to be after the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have that ambition and that that optimism that it's going to be the best show after the Mandalorian. It's going to be Endor. Because I, I think I that the hopes. way... The, the way they're treating the subject and again it's mostly unknowns and I think that works really well for Disney shows when they, they treat unknown materials so I think that's going to be do do them a favor and Endor is going to be more compelling so 
uh, yeah, I can't wait That'll for uh, September 21st. Yeah, September 21st, we'll discuss in our next episode our first impressions of what the first two episodes or first, first three? three? First three. First three. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Okay, a lot of content. All a right. lot of content. Like so we'll have that. And speaking of Star Wars, as always, our link in the description for Level Up Sabres. If you're in the Star mm-hmm. Wars mood, if you want to add some decoration to your abode, uh, you can get a custom lightsaber or one that looks like a prop from the movies. You can use it in duels and combat or just have it up on display. Link in the below. It's an affiliate link, so we'll get a proceed of that to help the channel. You'll get a kick-ass new saber. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. I'll drop, um, I don't know, like a quote from the Emperor, like right above the uh, <laughs> the URL and say, you want this, don't you? <laughs> Pointing to the Good. lightsaber link. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess on the topic of Star Wars, that brings us to Disney. And we're, we're just as a heads up, we're like 48 minutes in. So we still have plenty of things we want to talk about. So. We'll try not to linger too long on this, but D23 happened last weekend as well. Uh, mm-hmm. so Disney was there, Pixar was there, Marvel was there, Star Wars was there. Did you catch up on any of it, and what did you think? Not much, man. I think you did it more than I did, but I think I it's mostly... I think it's mostly trailers of things we're expecting. So we saw the trailer for The Mandalorian. We're like, okay, cool. We knew that was coming. Another trailer for Andor. Um, more announcements for incoming projects for Marvel, I guess, which we already pretty we knew about it, and the fact that Rogue, Rogue Squadron is off the calendar or yeah, the release calendar, gone. so it's yeah, it's gone. Happening they they cut it entirely. I don't know what happened, but no more Rogue Squadron, and, that, and it's a shitty. I was looking forward to that movie, but it's it's okay. <laughs> Whatever's been going on, it, like. Okay, so D's anything happened, and I think it's easy enough to say that Star Wars did not have a great show. <laughs> no, well, it depends. What again? They did. It's it, they they really succeeded with the Mandalorian. I mean, the Mandalorian but is that trailer I was think... already released at Celebration, so yeah, and it wasn't was released. It wasn't released online, but those no. who were at Celebration saw already it, saw already. it, and okay. then like we we got to read the reports about it. And, uh, basically everything I read about like chopped it up to that trailer maybe a, a couple of quick shots differences um, but there's the Mandalorian trailer and they put up the Tales of the Jedi trailer which again was already a which, celebration okay but which is cool though I did like that Super trailer epic, epic trailer yeah uh, but yeah. they, they didn't give us any updates on Ahsoka despite like two days before there was the Ezra casting leak from what, like Hollywood Reporter so it's like basically happening so there's no who casting is who who is ezra uh, who, who's been casting i can't remember ezra? his name but do we know him I, I didn't recognize him okay yeah um but yeah there was there was no confirmation on the cast for ahsoka there was no update on ahsoka there's no update on the acolyte there's no update on the movie slate there's supposed to be a movie coming out well it was going to be 2022 but that's not happening but there's no update on Taika's movie, Kevin Feige. Um, what's the, the the guy who did Lost? Not J.J. Abrams, the other guy. He did uh, The Leftovers. Name. and I forgot his name. I wasn't yeah. a Lost guy, but um, it's that crazy, guy, right? He also did Watchmen. First... There's no updates. No, I know, but uh, yeah. when was this? Maybe two years ago? That There was a huge like pile of shows and content that was supposed to drop 
on Disney Plus, and now I mean, what they're doing? Maybe just the third of it. It's crazy, right? I mean, so many shows, so many potentials. I mean, there was like a Lando Calrissian series. I don't even yeah, know where that's. I don't know where that's going. Where that's going? Um, the droids. I think there was a droid uh, story with uh, C-3PO R2D2. I don't even know where where that's going. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic is not even a thing anymore because no. Gina Carano is not in the is in, um, in the Star Wars universe anymore. Um, so many things, man. I mean, yeah, Star Wars. I don't know. Like they're they're they don't know how to handle Star Wars. I think they no. just they want to continue with things they're sure of. So they'll con they'll continue with the Mandalorian because they know it works. Um, again, they'll they'll do the Soka series. People are waiting for it. It's just a question of when, but. They're having, yeah, they're they're having like I don't know, like uh, creative problems with Star Wars. They don't know how yeah. to treat it. It's, it's weird. It's because so Obi Wan was good, and uh, again, I think people, fans were here for it. Maybe there was some complaints about the content, but still, I think at the end of the day, people were still pretty happy with Obi Wan. So I think it was good, but I don't, I don't think it was as amazing as a lot of as it could have been yeah. in our heads or how it could have been. Like it was still a good show, but it wasn't like a ooh. Amazing. No, it was it was it was good. It was a solid, maybe like I don't know, eight on ten or yeah. seven point five on probably seven point five for me. Yeah, not yeah. A, not an eight. Um, Marvel also had a big presence there. They dropped a ton of stuff behind closed doors, uh, like Ironheart trailer, the Marvels trailer, clip from Black Panther. I think a new Black Panther trailer as well. Uh, but for the public, the things I got to see, not too much. Um, a lot more than Star Wars. I will give them that. Um, they put out a trailer for Secret Invasion. And you know what? Yes. Not a bad trailer. <laughs> Not a bad trailer. Yeah, Secret Invasion is what it's um, Nick Fury's uh, yeah, story, basically. Uh, yeah. Scroll Invasion. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, like to have a solo um, series with Samuel L. Jackson, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think that. And also, that's a it looks very yeah. grounded. I was worried it was going to be sort of like crazy sci-fi action but it feels more like a boots on the ground spy yeah. thriller and i was like huh that's yeah. not the tone i was expecting cool. yeah no you're right totally no i saw this trailer and i was really happy as well yeah. um on the flip side no, they announced the, the thunderbolts cast and i just let yeah. out a resounding meh 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 is Is it just us or something's happening at Disney Plus or at Disney overall with well, like their content for both Marvel and Star Wars? But they're, uh, they're at Disney. A, yeah, Disney overall. Uh, yeah, looking they're, at some they're of their animated the, and live since, action stuff. So yeah. like, I, I don't really care. Since Bob Iger left, there's something happening. Yeah, I know. Like, Chapek's running things differently, that's for sure. And um, dare I say, part of the magic might be gone. Right it's now. true. Yeah, well, for Marvel, for me, definitely. I mean, I... Um, I mean, I saw. I'm seeing the movies here and there, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Interest watching She-Hulk. I'm not watching She-Hulk. I didn't watch Miss Marvel. Um, I don't know. I'm like choosing my battles with Marvel right now. I'm not watching all I'm, of it. I'm pretty excited for Black Panther, but beyond that, beyond that, not, not, not much. much. Maybe yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy three, I guess, but nothing apart from that. No. Yeah. So Blade, no, I'm Blade. I want to see Blade. I'm curious, curious about Blade. Blade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, in Star Wars again, apart from Endor, after that Mandalorian season three, I'm 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 still pretty hooked from um, on terms of content and the Waikata Taititi um, movie, but also just video games as well. I mean, the uh, the video games they have planned for Star Wars. I mean, the second Jedi Fallen Order, I can't wait. 
there's yeah. another one. I think I forgot the name, but it's more there's of a eclipse. open world kind of kind of video game. Um, I forgot what is it, it is. Star Wars Eclipse? That one? Yes, it's Eclipse. Yeah. I don't you. think that one's gonna be open world, but I might be wrong. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It look it looked like it, but maybe very nice trailer. But regardless. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't feel didn't feel like Star Wars that much. Yeah, yeah. but it was from the same team that did Qua, it's Quantic Dream, I think, and they did like Heavy Rain and Detroit More Human. So that's why I'm like, mm. I don't know if it's going to be open world or not because it's their games are usually like uh, interactive movies. Yeah, yeah. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But again, what what's happening with Star Wars? But yeah, it's Disney's are the workplace. Uh, same for Warner Brothers. I mean, there's something. There's <laughs> There's like a, something happening right now, like in the major studios. I don't know. It's they're not sure where they're going anymore, or I don't know. It's there's an interesting crossroads there. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I saw the Disney stuff and I was like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel the magic. Yeah. Uh, me no. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. So that that was the it's overall cool. impression of Disney D twenty three twenty twenty two in a nutshell. Um, We'll go over the final, I think it's about the final, two. we have a couple quick topics and we'll just kind of like wrap Two topics up. in mind for me, I don't know for you, but um, there's such, such some excitement for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know for you, but for me, there's some excitement coming out from Amazon, I think. Amazon, yeah, Prime, Amazon. yeah. Um, Blade Runner is coming back. Yeah, yeah so Harrison Ford is not in this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be an entirely original cast. And it's fine. Uh, it's fine. I like the. Yeah. I, I I again the the second movie was mostly original characters. I mean not 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 not, not that many. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean new characters. I said original, but new characters and the original from the first one. I mean there were maybe like two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really hyped for it because Amazon, if they dedicate the same kind of budget that they did for Lord of the Rings that they did for Blade Runner. This is going to be a masterful show oh, in terms yeah. of visual effects. It's going to be beautiful. And again, they, they, they can go in so many directions because, again, it's a fresh universe. They've just, just scratched the surface, basically. And if if it's directed correctly, it's always good. Um, and it's, again, it's my Blade Runner is perhaps my favorite film. The first one that is, the second one close by. But um, it's it's such a great universe, and I think that it, they're they're. But I'm curious as to why it's Prime because Blade Runner was Warner Fox. Brothers, so it's supposed yeah, yeah, to Warner be Brothers, HBO Max. It's supposed it's supposed to be HBO Max. So why why is it Amazon Prime who's producing the the series? We'll have to look into it more. My theory suspicion is that they probably bought the rights. They bought the rights to Blade Runner. So interesting. Okay, but Perhaps. you know what? I'm not. I'm not surprised because you know what? Ha- what the thing is, is that Blade Runner 2049, however good it was, it didn't, didn't make, make money. Yeah, it didn't make money. So I think that <laughs> Warner Brothers was like, "You want the rights to Blade Runner? Okay, take them." Like yeah, certainly not, we didn't make. Mo- we didn't. I think th- both movies they never made money. <laughs> Yeah, so but then they go on like, to become like beloved classics. Like later yeah, on. exactly. But they never, they're not profitable or they were not profitable yeah. at the time of the release. So and Amazon's like, like, well, okay, we like to it. burn yeah. money. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know what? Now that you say it, it makes sense why like Warner Brothers was just like, you know what? You can have Blade yeah, Runner. So I mean, we'll look into it more, see if we have any answers. But that seems like a plausible theory to me. Um, also, over the weekend during D23, there was a Ubisoft Forward, 
and they were talking about Assassin's Creed a lot. They they unveil a lot of things that had already kind of leaked. Um, so we're going to have a samurai, feudal Japan's Assassin's Creed game. We're going to have one set in the Holy Roman Empire about the witch trials. Uh, the next upcoming one, though, is going to be about the... Uh, it's going to be the Middle Ages, and it's going to be set in Baghdad. And what I'm excited for about this one is that they're just ditching the RPG aspect. They're making a smaller game just like the first one. It's one city only, just a city, not a country. It's stealth-focused again. It's parkour-focused, big city, just that one city. And it's going to come in at a cheaper price point. It's in the $50 American range. Good. And it'll be a shorter game. Uh, None of this, like, 80 to 100 hours full of bloating. It's going to be... A focused, like twenty-hour experience, just like the first game. I'm not a big Assassin's Creed uh, gamer, though. I have to be honest with you, but I've, I've, I know of it for sure. But that's good. I, I do, I do know from fans that I think they were losing their direction with their most recent games. The last so, two uh, have—they've lost me a little bit there. I have a an article up on the site ranking the games if you wanted to read it. But uh, yeah, the the more recent ones are definitely in the the, the last quarter ranking yeah good well good for you man uh more games to play but uh, the final topic of the day and i think that both you and i are excited because of the director of that film but i think we both saw the trailer for babylon right the trailer was bananas bananas Bananas. which era can you just remind me because i'm lost which era is this supposed to be early hollywood days yeah i think the golden era um i don't know how it's going in from what i understand it might even be going as far into the 50s uh no, it's, it starts at least in the 20s and yeah it, it's earlier than 50s it's yeah. like 2030s yeah it's it like starts in the kind 20s, of territory yeah. but it looks like the wolf of wall street had a baby with uh leo's version of great gatsby by way of once upon a time in hollywood <laughs> it's true it's true though right i mean there's yeah the baz lerman homage like the great gatsby kind of feel i yeah. totally got that with, like, uh, wolf, wolf of wall, wall street like, interesting debauchery. because Bra- brad pitt's performance really remind me re- did remind me of jordan belfort's yeah. uh, or leo's performance at wolf of wall street and yeah the whole again old hollywood depiction um maybe some of some of mank but more eccentric than what we've seen in mank yeah. um it's damon chazelle who's the director who has done whiplash he's done la la land and first man Yes, so it's his fourth very, film. Yeah, very talented director. So I'm very curious about it. The really talented. Trailer had um, a lot of energy. Um, I don't want the whole movie to just be debauchery. I, I am a little worried about that. I don't want the whole thing to be that. I want there to be uh, our justification for it. I don't want it to just be like a documentary uh, retelling of uh, crazy parties. Uh, and I heard the first half an hour of this movie because it's already screened for, I think, at TIFF, maybe? Yeah, I think it's TIFF. I yeah. think the first half hour is just like a crazy orgy party that's just off the chains. It's like a half hour just bonanza fest where there's like drugs and orgies and profanity All right. and galore. And that's just like the first 30 minutes. So. Yeah. Damien Chazelle watched Caligula too many times. All yeah, right, apparently. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm a little cautious. I don't want to just be the bombarded, like smashed over the head with that. I, I want to have an interesting story with interesting characters. 
nonetheless, the trailer was very interesting regardless. And as we know from this show, I love a Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he knows how to choose him, uh, his movie recently. I think Brad yeah. Pitt, he's really He's, he's on really a bit of a streak there. right he's, now. He is. He is. Since uh, Once Upon a Time, even before then, no, he's uh, really, really good. I think it was like he does, what, one movie per year or close? Roughly. But yeah. his roughly. But all his movies recently are really good. Um, but yeah, no, Damien Chazelle, I think I really, really, really love La La Land. Oh, um, I love First La Man, La First Man was okay, not great. Whiplash, I really liked La La as well. But First Man was a bit more like, yeah. It was okay. Uh, I like the music. I like the cinematography. Some choices, less so, but it's it's still pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no talented filmmaker, yeah, Damien Chazelle. I'm I'm surprised as not, he's not working more because what it's only his fourth film. It's his fourth film, but for as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't want him cranking out crap. If he needs to take four years just to like find his next project, yeah, it's fine. Take, take yeah, all I the guess. time he needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I'm curious as to why Babylon like he found interest in that era and that style of the. Yeah, and he wrote it and directed it too. So like I said, I'm very curious. It's on my radar. Uh, it was on my most anticipated list when I wrote it last year, simply because of Damien Chazelle. So we'll see where it goes now that I finally had a look at the trailer. All right, man, that's a done deal. We'll talk about it the next time. Uh, on my end, before we leave, I'll give an impression or a review of uh, The Woman King with Viola Davis, which is out in theaters. I'm seeing it uh, tonight, and I'll give you my impressions uh, next time. Yes. What, uh, so what are you going to watch for next episode? <laughs> Uh, well, for, for next episode, we'll, we'll have Andor in the bag. Andor, yes. Yeah, we'll All have right. that. Um, I, I did go to the movies to go see Dragon Ball, actually. Dragon Ball Super. Um, I can, Not me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can go talk about that next time, though. We've already kept right. everyone waiting. But we'll, we'll see if we'll bring it up. But I don't think there's too much bringing me to the theater soon. No? Yeah. All I'll right. have to double-check no. the, the release schedule, but... I can't think of anything quite off the top of my head, at least in the, the foreseeable immediate future where I'm like, oh, got to go to the theaters. Ah, uh, you know what? I have one last thing because uh. I forgot to mention last week, actually, because I had some extra time off work. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's the same for the U.S. I'm not sure, but I'll try it anyway. But Jaws is back in theaters uh, and yeah, IMAX for the first time since yeah. 1975. I was not going to go see it last weekend, but plans. I fell saw through. it. Yeah, I saw it, and because I again, I was just like, as an IMAX experience, Jaws must be a blast. So I was like, I'll pay for the extra money, I'll go see it, even I saw it many times. And man, such a cool experience because y you know what? You actually feel you in the water, yeah, and you're scared. You're just like, oh Jesus Christ! Everything's so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie's so scarier uh, on IMAX, and again, everything's so close to you that the underwater shots and just like the feeling of being on the boat trap with the guys with the sharks so close you're just like oh fuck so it's no no it's actually if if you're able to catch it in theaters regardless of where you are if it's in the i think it's in the u.s as well but if you have an imax theater close to you and it's still there and but you're not sure if you should pay like that i don't know 15 to 20 bucks to see that movie again Trust me, do it because it's you're gonna really have a blast of an experience with that film like never before. So I had uh, ads. It was really cool watching Jaws in IMAX. I think it was a perfect perfect film for that. I so just do it. checked <laughs> the uh, the theater here that's near my place, and the Woman King has taken the IMAX slot now. 
Oh, sorry to hear. Well, I th maybe it's still on a check in Montreal elsewhere, but it, maybe it's still there. But it's 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 an ex it's quite an experience in IMAX this movie. Yeah. And even if it's what uh, since 1975, like I don't know how old is it? Like more uh, yeah, close to 50. Uh, close to 50 years. Um, it's it's it, it aged really well <laughs> to be honest. That film, it's crazy. Even the effects. I mean, everything looks so crisp, so beautiful. And we can have that Steven Spielberg discussion eventually on how we rank his films, but I think it's yeah, it's top three for me, Jaws now, I guess. So it's uh yeah, go see it yeah. if you can. I think we'll do a Spielberg we'll dedicate a whole episode to Spielberg closer to uh the release of the Fablemans. We didn't we did, we covered him I think in our previous episodes, but we should do him again. We should um, yeah. after like maybe we can add the discussion on West Side Story in there as well. So uh, no, it's for sure we'll we'll talk about Spielberg. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a plan. All right, brother. Uh, pleasure as always. Take care. Keep drinking, and uh, we'll have some indoor next time. Indoor next time. Stay tuned. Cheers, brother. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone.